Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Oh, praise God. Amen. Today's message is your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. As you remain seated, reading to you from the book of Mark, chapter number 5, and verse number 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, And touched his garment, for she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Your faith has made you well. Father, many of us have prayed and fasted for this service. Now it's time for great demonstration. Sicknesses are going to leave people's bodies today. Unclean spirits are going to leave people's bodies today. Minds and hearts and souls are going to be set free. I pray that our faith arises to make a move, amen, towards the garment of the living God for healing. I pray these things in Jesus' precious name. If you feel it and you mean it, say amen. 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 This world is not well. Just about everywhere I go, in this church, restaurants, even walking down the sidewalk, everybody's coughing. Everybody's coughing. People, I hear it, battling constant, horrible fatigue, influenza, pneumonia, substance abuse, Alzheimer's, obesity, respiratory illness, heart disease, cancer, and more. We are not physically well. We are not mentally well. We are not emotionally well. You hear it, I hear it, you see it, I see it everywhere, every day, in every way. Fear, depression, and anxiety. Infirmity has become prevalent. Demon possession is now in the land because of idolatry, because of witchcraft, and because of the perversion that America has opened itself to. And yes, darkness has awakened into this land. But I've got a prophetic word from the Lord for the Life Church here on May 21st, 2023, that the fame of the healing and the miraculous delivering power of the Lord Jesus Christ 
demonstrated and witnessed here at the Life Church, 10400 View High Drive, Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, this fame, it will spread throughout the region of Kansas City and the suburbs around, amen. And many will come and many will be made well and added to the church of the living God. I've come to tell you as Jesus did it back then in Galilee, he is gonna do it here in Kansas City, praise the Lord. You know, Jesus could have began his ministry with doing a lot of things. He didn't begin it by walking on the water. He didn't begin it by hanging on the cross to die for all of our sins and sicknesses. He didn't begin it by, as it were, making political connections or walking around and acting like he was a king. But instead, he began his ministry, as many men did back then. He started teaching and preaching the Word of God. But he did it in a way that the Gospel writers described as one who had authority. Meaning he didn't just talk about God, but he walked with God. Meaning it wasn't all this, it sounds good but doesn't work type stuff. Oh no, when he said it, not only did it sound good, but it did good. He came to a people, the lost house of Israel. For many of them, God was far out. And God was there, but not so close to us. But no, oh no, he came there preaching and teaching that God has not given up on you. But the kingdom of heaven is so close. It's at hand. You can reach out and touch it. Amen. And he demonstrated the power of this great kingdom of heaven by talking to them about the life that is in it, the wholeness that is in it, the peace that is in it. The life that is in it, in that heaven, amen, no more crying, no more pain, but it's eternal peace with Almighty God. This earth is not your final dwelling place, but you have the opportunity to become a part of the kingdom of heaven where God himself dwells, amen. And to show it and to prove it, he gave them mighty signs, amen. While he was there in the synagogue, he's preaching away. And all of a sudden, a man starts crying out in the middle of service. And the Lord, through the discerning of spirits, looked at that man and said, Unclean spirit, be quiet! And before everybody in the church back then, cast a demon out of a man right there in church. Before he got to Gadara, before he ever went into people's homes, right there in the church, in front of the moms, in front of the dads, in front of the kids, told an unclean spirit to get out of town, and it worked, praise God. It worked, praise God. Amen. People would be there in the synagogue and on the outside because they didn't allow them in. People plagued with leprosy. Some would fall down in front of them and say, if you will, you can make me clean. And the Lord said, of course I will. Go your way and be made whole. They brought to him blind people. They brought to him deaf people. They brought to him people who could not speak. Many people with various forms of disease and sickness. And the Bible says that the Lord would heal them all. The people who were blind could see. The deaf could now hear. People who couldn't speak could now speak. Amen. The elderly even, the elderly even who could not walk, he would tell them, take up your bed 
and start walking and they would. Little children who were stricken with palsy and could not move due to paralysis, the Lord would come by and lay his hands upon them and they would be healed. You know what was going on there? Yes, the Lord loved. Yes, the Lord had compassion. But ultimately, he was trying to show the world that it's not just you here on this earth, but I have been sent from heaven to bring heaven to this world to show you that one day there will be a place where everybody walks, where everybody can see, where everybody can hear, where everybody can be alive and be made whole. And I've come to tell you that that same power, amen, of heaven is here at the Life Church of Kansas City. And you're going to see it happen today, amen. Oh, praise God. This is the first of many focused services on healings, miracles, and deliverances. Understand this, just about anything can happen here on any given Sunday at the live church. Amen. I hear the baptism tank going. Oh, I love that sound. Sometimes I wonder, what do I like better, that Hammond B3 or the sound of that heater back there? I'm going to go with the baptistry. That's a good little sound back there. We'll baptize you today. Some of you have been in Bible studies. You've been hearing about the Holy Ghost. You can get it today. Amen. Amen. Anything can happen here at the Life Church. From time to time, we will focus on the baptism of the Spirit and baptism in Jesus' name. But today, the Sunday before Pentecost Sunday, we are focusing on healing and deliverance. One week from today, we will pray for you to put something in you. We're going to baptize you and put you into Christ. We'll pray for you and God will fill you and you're going to talk in tongues and the Holy Spirit will be in you. But today, before all of that happens, we're going back to Jesus' original ministry in the gospel. And that was to heal the sick, to perform miracles, and yes, cast out unclean spirits. Amen. Today is the day we're not focusing on putting you into anything or putting anything into you, but getting stuff out of you. Some of you have had chronic illness, and today we want to pray it out of you. Some of you have been battling for a long time, being vexed by an unclean spirit. You are in a spiritual, warfare-friendly church. Let me tell you this. I've had some people say that uh, they've seen more unclean spirits come out of people in the last three months than they have in their whole life. And... Uh, I don't know really what to say about that or how to think, but I say all glory to God. But this is something that our church has always been a part of. This is something that our church has always done. But it seems like ever since the pastoral transition that God has burdened us and desired it of us to engage in these things. Some of you were here on February 12th, 2023. Towards the end of the altar call, Dr. Larmy gave the message in tongues. Brother Gary Browse Jr. gave the interpretation, and it was thus. You have well spoken in the years in the past of the paradox of the epoch. You did so unknowing that it was of this day. While you have done great things in this generation, the devils to come, the devils to come, are mightier than you have faced. In trial and tri tribulation, I will raise up a stronger generation. That transition is now. Follow and believe that I am in this. I wrote this down, and I took it to heart, and I've been praying about it, and we have been seeing it. Yes, we have in our own church with my own eyes and many of you. It has happened here at this altar. You know, when we say deliverance, I think 
it's kind of changed in people's mind to say, think them, they're praying like, uh, you're going to be delivered from having a bad day. We're just going to deliver you from uh, being, you know, just uh, ha having uh, uh, chaotic thoughts. But in the Bible where I read, Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done in heaven as it is here on earth. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us this, this, this. He says also pray, deliver us from the evil one. When we say deliverance, that's what that means. It's not deliverance from having a flat tire, although that'd be great. It's not deliverance from having your basement flooding, although that would be great. There's other things God can do for that. But it's deliverance from unclean spirits itself. And they're real. And they attack God's people. And I've seen it and I feel it. And I know there's some here today that want help from it. You can walk out of here delivered. I've come to tell you that, amen. I tell you. Recently, we were down here at the altar praying for an individual. I was called over to pray for this person. And this person said, I really don't want to do this. And I said, why? And this person said, I'm afraid other people might see what is in me. And I said, don't you worry about that. I will not let that thing get out of control because I got power over it. Amen. And no unclean spirit's going to have fanfare around here under my watch. Amen. You know what I said to this person? Don't you feel shame. I'm about to put the devil to shame. Don't you feel wrong. The devil is wrong. Praise God. And we cast that thing out of that person in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe in this stuff because Jesus did it. If you've got faith, you can have it. Amen. I read in the book, How High My Mountain, by Brother Carl Ballestero. He writes a story back in the 1940s. He was preaching away in the church. And not out in the foyer, not on the back row, but on the front row. A man possessed with an unclean spirit stood up and he said, as it were, he started floating like a bird right there in the altar. And everybody who had been clapping and shouting and praising the Lord, everybody went stealing with. <gasps> Brother Ballesteros said, that's what we're here to do. We are here to see miracles, wonders, and signs. I want everybody to pray right now. And they started coming against that thing. You could see the man wanted deliverance. That's why he started acting out. You know what spiritual warfare is, church? It's just simply turning the light on. That stuff wants to hide. It wants to remain in darkness. It wants to remain in the closet. It wants to remain in your trunk. But when the light of God shines, amen, it's darkness that can't even comprehend it. And the church was seeing what was in that man. And they started speaking the name against it. And he collapsed on the floor. Brother Ballastero writes in his book that everybody went silent. And they just watched. And a voice came out of that man and said, I'm gone. And some people started shouting and dancing. He's gone, you know. Ballesterel said, wait. If it's gone, then how come it can tell us it's gone? It's not gone. I said, come out of him, unclean spirit. And they watched as it left, really gone, and never spoke again. Amen. It can happen in the church of the living God. Amen. The chapter we read, Mark 5, I love that chapter. It's a chapter that opens up with the Lord coming up to the shores of Gadara across the sea to the Gentile nations. And a man possessed with an unclean spirit comes running out to the Lord. And not only that, but Jairus, a synagogue ruler's daughter who had died, the Lord comes in and raises her up. And yes, he healed a woman with an issue of blood. You have there 
Unclean spirits cast out. You have there the dead raised and you have their infirmities healed. Amen. If it can happen back then, it can happen nowadays. Jesus' name is in the Bible and we do it and we see the life-changing power of Jesus' name baptism on people's lives. The Holy Ghost was written and tongues was written back then. And you know what? I've seen it happen more times than I can remember up here in this altar. And the miracles that Jesus originally introduced to the world, amen, are going to happen here in Kansas City. And the fame of the Lord is going to spread throughout this town. And they're going to be coming, amen, to see it and to feel it and to receive it, amen. Praise the Lord. You know, before any of us were ever here, there was a great big battle of thrones going on up in heaven. Isaiah saw it, Ezekiel saw it in prophetic visions. That old Lucifer, he said, I want to go up higher than the clouds. I want to go up higher than the throne of Almighty God. And when God said, oh no, now you've done do it. You ain't getting up any higher than my throne. And he cast him down. That's all God does to the devil. Down, 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 down. And since he's been cast down into this earth, he has tried to arise above you and to get above you and even inside of some of you. And you know what the Lord is saying? As I cast him out in heaven, I'm going to cast him down here upon the earth. Devil, you have got to go. Take your hands off of my people. Praise the Lord. Mm. Praise God. You often see it in the Bible. Demons and sickness, they go hand in hand. But I've come to tell you, I've studied it out. Not all sickness is demonic, and not all demonic is sickness. Sometimes they're together, sometimes they are two separate things. It just depends upon the case. And through the discerning of spirits, we know these things. The Lord is going to do wonders for many of you. Some of your problems, amen, it's not just you, but it is unclean spirits, and you know it. And the Lord is going to relieve you of that today. Praise God. There was a woman that was following behind the Lord. And the uh, Bible says that nobody brought her to him. She just walked up to Jesus herself. He didn't come to her. She came to him. Sometimes that's what it takes to get a miracle. I've seen it happen. Somebody will know somebody's sick, grab them by the hand, bring them to the front, and they get healed. Other times, as it were, it's like we go right to them and pray. But then other times... True faith happens when nobody invites you, when nobody makes a pull on you. No hocus pocus, no smoke and mirrors, no theatrics, whatever. You just hear the word and you make a move towards it. Amen. That's when God heals. Praise the Lord. Sickness, there's a lot of debates. See, Sister Ann is not the only one who can preach with an awesome garment. I got one too up here. But mine's not as cool as hers, just so you know. But uh, anybody got one of these at home? It's called a tallit. In the Hebrew, it means little tent. Because uh, they would pray often like this. And like their little tent. Like In the Old Testament law, men were commanded to wear these as a reminder to not sin. Maybe some of you still tie little strings around your fingers. I know I put notes on my phone, but uh, I've been forgetting stuff lately. Maybe I need to go back to the strings. But it was a way to remind the men to always look down and see these tassels which represented the laws of God. To never forget 
to love the Lord your God, to honor him, to serve him, to obey your parents, to have no idols before him. All of the laws encoded into these garments. There was one law that was encoded in the garment that can be found in Leviticus chapter number 15. And it was a law that any man or any woman who had a continual bodily discharge, you were considered unclean. You know, in the New Testament, unclean meant demon. If you had a blood flow or any other bodily fluid flow in your body, you were considered to be as an unclean spirit. This is in the Old Testament. Before the name of Jesus was revealed, before the blood of Jesus cleansed from all sins, you know what they had to do when that would happen? Go through this big, long ritual, bring in some birds to the priest, say this, do that, and offer a sacrifice unto the Lord, and that's how they got clean. Cost a lot of money, cost a lot of time, just to be made clean. And it went deeper than that. Not only would you be unclean, but if you happened to touch anybody, they would become unclean. And if they touched anybody, they became unclean. You were unclean with, with one of these laws of Leviticus 15. You come up and touch the pulpit or touch the altar. All of a sudden, the altar's unclean and the, and the pulpit's unclean. And Bishop and I would have to get oil or something and, and, and you know, try to <laughs> clean it all up. So you can understand this woman who has an issue of blood. Why she's not crying out to Jesus. You know why? She's unclean. And they would know it. And she didn't want to attract attention to herself. So what does she do? She sneaks up behind him and says, if I only may but touch the bottom of his clothes, I may be healed. Nobody else had done that. Everybody else, the Lord spoke to them and they were healed. Everybody else, the Lord touched them and they were healed. The Lord sometimes put mud in people's eyes and they were healed. Sometimes he told them to go down and wash in the water and you may be healed. But this woman that day got healed by the clothing of the Lord. Back in the Old Testament, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but for all you Bible students, I know you're getting into it. This is the garment they wore. So whenever a man would talk and say, come here, buy my merchandise, right over here, over here. Anytime a rabbi would teach doing this, what does this look like? Wings. That's what they called these things, the wings of a man, this prayer garment. In one of the last chapters of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, a prophecy about Messiah said, the son of righteousness would arise with healing in his wings. Meaning he would have healing in the outer garment that he would wear. And that woman knew two scriptures. Leviticus 15, she's unclean. But Malachi chapter 4 said, Messiah is going to have healing in his wings. Which do I choose? I'm going with the healing one. I don't care about what anybody thinks. I can imagine her trying not to touch anybody, trying to keep space, doesn't want to cause a scene, and she just comes right up to the Lord and grabs his garment, and boom, she is instantly healed. And Jesus turns around knowing power went out of him, and she gets afraid. You know why? She just thinks she made the Lord unclean. She thought her impurity was now passed to Messiah and he would have to go through the ritual. That's what she thought and she trembled and in fear and embarrassment said, Lord, it was me. And to her shock, he smiled and said, your faith has made you well. You know what's going on there? Her grabbing his garment, Jesus knowing that prophecy, in his mind and heart, he's thinking, this woman believes that I am Messiah. She believes the prophetic scriptures. 
and she believes that I am the one to be healed. And that is the key to healing. That is the key to deliverance. It's not getting involved in this or that or the other or this or that. It is just simply believing that Jesus is Lord. He's always been Lord. He has forever been Lord. And that's where my healing is. That's why sicknesses could not stand in people's body because of the prophet who said he bore our infirmities. He took away all of our sicknesses. And that's why demons would come screaming out of people because the Bible says in the book of James, if you believe in one God, you do very well. The demons believe and they tremble. They started trembling around Jesus. You know why? Because he was the Father. Because he was the Son. Because he was the Holy Ghost. Demons don't tremble around three, but they tremble around one. And Jesus Christ was God Almighty manifested in the flesh. Amen. That's why it happens here at the Love Church. Because we believe. Amen. In the mighty God in Christ Jesus. She gets a hold of that garment. Has made well, but she's so ashamed. I met a lot of people like that these days. They feel so ashamed they can't even get into the presence of the Lord. Dealing with regret for things they have done and things that other people have done. Can I tell you this? If that woman can touch the Lord, you can. You got people in here today, you feel unclean, you feel unworthy. You feel like you've got to just come up as it were at the very end and just get your blessing. Let me tell you this. At the end of the altar, when everybody's walked away, you still want to pray? Go ahead. I've learned some of the greatest blessings are the people that stay just a little bit longer after everybody has left. Amen. I don't care if it's at the beginning or the end. The Bible says the last will be first and the first shall be last. God doesn't care if it's in the front or the back, if it's in the sanctuary, in the hall, or in the event center, back in the prayer room, or one of the restrooms. I don't care. You can get a hold of God anywhere. Amen. If you'll just put your faith towards him. Hallelujah. Amen. She got a hold of the wings of God and was healed. The Lord looked past her shame. And the Lord looked past her uncleanness. And he looked past all of her fear because if you will believe the word of God and believe that he is Messiah, amen, that faith, amen, will pierce through your doubt. It will pierce through the sin. It will pierce through the uncleanness. And you can be made whole. Praise the Lord. I'll never forget, ten year, nine years ago in 2014, a lady in our church, her name was Sue, she came forward for prayer during worship service. I got to tell you, I'm a real singleness of purpose type guy. I believe when it's time to worship, we worship. I'm trying to worship. When it's time to give, I give. I give 100% to everything I'm doing. And then when it's time for altar call, I, you know, we go for it. But I could tell in that worship service, God was moving upon that sister. And I walked up here on the platform, and instantly the word of knowledge came to me. And I knew through the Holy Ghost that cancer had come back into her body. And I came down and I said, is the cancer back? And she said, oh, my God, yes. How did you know? I haven't told anybody. I just found out the other day. I said, I don't know, but God knows. And he shared that information with me to let you know that it's going to be all right. And I came against that cancer. I bound it up and casted it out of her body. And not many days from then, amen, her body was completely cancer-free by the power of the living God. 
right here at TLC altar call. It can happen today. It could happen next Sunday. It could happen at any moment, at any time. If you will simply believe and make a move towards God and let your faith in him make you well, praise the Lord. Let's all stand. I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. I'm talking to somebody you've been unwell for a while, and today is your day. I've got here a book by Brother Billy Cole. Some of you know that name. It's very special to me. He signed it. He said, Justin, you are so special to me. I love you, Billy Cole. And in this book, he tells a story. When he was about two or three years old, his father was diagnosed with tuberculosis. This is in the late 1930s. I don't hear much about it anymore. Tuberculosis. You were diagnosed with that. It was a death sentence back then. So the doctor said, we got a special hospital. We'll keep you comfortable. Just come and stay there to his father, J.C. Cole. Brother Cole, two or three years old, had to say goodbye to his daddy to go to a hospital and die. While Brother J.C. Cole in the 1930s is there in that hospital, there was a Bible there on the nightstand by his bed. He never read the Bible in his life. And he picks it up and opens it up to Genesis 1. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created mankind. Brother Cole said, I don't know anything about God. But what I know is if God can create man, God can repair man. You see, right now, if you're well, you want a lot of things in life. But you're unwell, if you're sick, there's only one thing you want in life right now. And that's healing. If you got your health, be thankful for it. Don't leave here without being thankful for it because it can turn like that. Let me tell you, these days it can. So he's sitting there terminally ill and his life could be over in about a month and he reads this, God created mankind and he gets the revelation of God made mankind, he can repair mankind. And he called the nurse and over and he said, I'm going home. She said, but you'll have no chance. He said, I don't feel like I got much chance here. I'm going home. And he gets home and Brother Cole in the book says when his dad came to the door, he didn't even have a voice. Only about 90% of his lungs even worked. He came in and sat in the house, and the family just tried to make him comfortable. His dad's only 22, 23, dying of tuberculosis. That evening, they started hearing music down the road, and they all got together, wanted to go see what this big, great sound was, and they walked into this little shabby building, and in there was some people who believed in what was called the apostolic faith, a new phenomenon that had come to West Virginia. Brother Carr was the pastor, and the evangelist that night was Sister Willie Johnson. Sister Willie Johnson got to preach in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Brother Cole said, my father stood up and walked down the aisle with hardly any energy in his body. He came down to that altar and he repented of his sins. And they took him down to the Ohio River, baptized him in Jesus' name. And Brother Cole said, I watched as my father came out of the water, a voice that he did not have. All of a sudden, that voice was restored and he began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave him the utterance. Amen. Very next day, his dad goes and sits on the porch. He's a dying man. He'd been saved, but he wasn't healed. Brother Cole said he watched his father as the sun began to come up. Brother J.C. Cole stood up on that porch and looked at that sun and just stretched out his arms. And in the book, it said his dad went into some kind of trance. And he said his father, for four hours on that hot morning in July, 
just stared at the son with his hands raised. I mean, the family tried to get his attention. They even called some neighbors and they waved in front of him and they couldn't get his attention. He was caught away, amen, in a vision. And after about four hours, about lunchtime, when he came to, he said, the Lord has visited me. And the Lord said, I'm not going to die of tuberculosis. I'm going to be healed. A month went by, he lived. He lived through the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and he died in the faith in 2001, and he is in heaven to this day. A man who was terminally ill just simply believed in the scripture like the woman with the issue of blood did, and he was made whole and went on to live. I've come to tell you, you're no different than J.C. Cole, terminally ill person. We're no different here in 2023 as it was in 1933. But if there's a verse that you've been holding on to, believe it. That woman with the issue of blood, it was Malachi 4.2, that the son of righteousness would arise with healing in his wings. Maybe there's somebody here today, you've been praying about Psalm 23, verse 4, for your own life. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Isaiah chapter number 53 and verse 4, surely he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows. I feel like today there's somebody, you're tired of being sick, you're tired of being demonically controlled, and you're ready to make a move with faith and be made well. The garment of the Lord is here at TLC altar today. You're welcome to come up. Maybe some of you want to just come up and touch this cloth here. You don't have to. We got the name. But if you really want to get a hold of it, it's up here for you. Let's all pray. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I say unto anybody who makes a move with faith today, you're going to be delivered. You're going to be healed. A miracle is yours today. Get a hold of the garment of God today. Amen. Don't wait on nobody. You come. You make a move. Don't worry about being unclean. Don't worry about shame. Don't worry about how you feel about yourself. Amen. God wants your faith today. He wants your faith today. Come on, won't you be made well today at the Life Church? Won't you be healed today at the Life Church? I speak the name of Jesus over every sickness today. Diabetes, you know you have to go, now go. Respiratory infection, you know you have to go. I cast you out now. Unclean spirits, spirits of possession, I speak against you and cast you out of people's bodies right now. If you're attached to their thoughts, I cast you out of their thoughts. If you've attached an addiction to them, I cast the addiction off of you now. I say unto cancer, you will become uncomfortable and you will come out of that body today. In the name of Jesus, back pain, your spine is going to be put into alignment. Deep pain, your knees are going to be put into alignment. Muscular pain and deterioration, I say unto you, your body is going to be made well right now. I say unto you, amen, you shall be made well because of your faith. Reach out to the Lord right now. Yes. Come on, somebody get caught away in the Holy Ghost. The Lord wants to visit you today. A miracle is yours. A miracle. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.